0: Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Aerial Tribe community where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are gonna equal results in their life. On this podcast, we wanna provide a
1: space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people
0: to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel the Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to The Tribe to learn how you can live a committed life.
1: You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com, that's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com, to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to The Tribe.
0: So Aaron, let's get on with the show.
1: What's up, tribe? Hello, tribe. We're back. We're back. It's been a minute, but we took a little break, and now here we go again.
0: Summer's upon us.
1: It is, and yeah. it feels like it's going to continue to be upon us. I think so. <laughs> I think so. You, you got traveling. I got traveling. Mm-hmm. We have uh, big, big doings in the in the couch house. So I got a son that's getting married. Um, so we're going to be off dealing with that.
0: And that's kind of exciting. So this is number 2 getting married.
1: Well, it's it's the second one that's getting married. Second yeah, he's the, married. he's our yep. third in the birth order, but he's the second one that's getting married and we're excited. He's marrying a great gal. That's um cool. so we're we're excited about that. But it is uh right in tucked in between two really big trips, work trips yeah, for you, us.
0: You're busy for sure. <laughs> you are so busy. So it,
1: it was such a great idea when we planned all this stuff. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it'll work out
0: great. Anyway, Well, take that vitamin C.
1: That's all I can say. <laughs> and it takes something. It yeah. um, takes some, I don't know, speed. I something. Know
0: <laughs> something. You're going to need it. You are going to need it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, we got all of that shaken down. You got business travel coming up and yeah. running around. So we're going to do our best to, to get our content out there for you guys and as best as we can. Thanks for being patient. Yeah. Please please continue to, to look for it, but be patient as we... Uh, navigate our schedules, because I think one of the things that we want to hopefully convey in this show is the value of hard work and also the value of living a life rather than just always making a living. Uh, We want to make sure that we're living a life. And so uh, sometimes... That gets in the way of a podcast.
0: Yeah, it does. Family time. <laughs> you know those, those darn priorities. Marriages, marriages. And kids, <laughs> and
1: those kinds of things. Yeah. So Lettings. today, yep. um, what we want to tackle is um, we want to tackle uh, a little bit about human design, and I think uh, this is something that is is actually really significant because so many people uh, they they have a job simply to. They, like, they don't know why they're doing it. They fell into a job and it pays the bills. Or yeah. um, or we find out, like, I, I love doing something and I hate doing this other thing. We don't know why any of that is. And so we wind up floating through life really kind of being tossed around by our own design because we don't know how to master it. And so what happens is uh, your design, uh, I, have a, I have a good friend named John Sammy who lives in Singapore, and he's he's a human design research guy. This is kind of what cool. he does. And and uh, he, he says, your design will find expression. It, it, asking you not to live in your design is like asking you not to breathe. And so yeah. if you're not careful, what will happen is it will get the best of you. It will find expression, and his his um, history. He started doing research with guys in prison in Singapore because those were the only people that were life test subjects for him that didn't have anything else going on. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we're not, I'm not too busy." Um, what he discovered is that everyone that was in prison landed in prison because of their design. Interesting. And 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 it was a uh, it was their design wrongfully expressed, but it was as a result of their design finding expression. And so what we hope would would be creating an awareness around our design yeah. would be helpful to help us learn how to master productivity in life. But what happens is when we don't know what our design is, it, it keeps getting the best of us. And then we learn to hate it because it's that thing that keeps getting us in trouble. Yeah, Like a, a perfect example of that would be um, Uh, a gal who keeps dating guys that are taking advantage of her, you know, and she's like, why do I keep finding the wrong guys? Well, because that's your design wrongly expressed. And, and, and once you understand that, then you have the freedom to actually put really healthy boundaries in and have a good relationship. But, um, those are the kind of things that when we, when we understand design, it becomes a, a really significant part of choosing career, choosing uh, life partners, you know, uh, friends, whatever. Uh, it, it winds up being a big piece of all of that, and so uh, today, what we want to do is talk about uh, human design. Yeah. So, uh, just from from my perspective as a pastor, I, I would I would offer that you know Psalm one thirty nine says that God knits us together in our mother's womb, like before we're even born, we're made with a purpose, right, and totally and that's right. so important. I agree because I think you know people. I was raised in a home where I was taught that uh, the way that you raise children is you correct bad behavior. And so the reaffirmation for me was always more about, like, here, stop doing that. Like, it was always taking actions away. Gotcha. Um, And that was the problem is that doesn't ever really help understand, like, okay, so but then what do I do? do. Yeah. Like it, it's a don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It was never about reaffirming the good or focusing or channeling the positive things. It was always about re- removing the negative. and And we can do that. But the problem is when we do that, we're raised to believe that we're the sum total of our mistakes. Yeah. Like all I am good for is for messing up or those things that I hate about myself that I can't... Like that's That's what I am. Yeah. But that's not who I am. I'm actually um, significant and important and and have a reason to be in this world. And I'm not a mistake. Uh, You listening to this podcast, you are not a mistake, even though sometimes you may feel like it. And so that, that's a significant piece that God knits us together. Like before we're born, God knits us together and he knits us together with purpose. In fact, Proverbs 69 says that um, a man plans his ways, but it's the Lord who marks his steps. And I think if, if God is as smart as I think he is, which he's probably even smarter than that, <laughs> uh, I think Psalm 139 and Proverbs 16 are connected, that God knits us together in our yeah, mother's womb, sense. but then he creates a path for us to walk that... Um, Really focuses and maximizes the potential of what he created. Um, another way to say that is, um, and this is something I think we've shared this on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. So, with our daughter who's adopted, right? There's a lot of ways for her to understand her story, but what we wanted to do was to make sure that her understo- her story, she understood it as a, a story of being chosen, of having purpose, of having reason that God sees her and and picks her. Um, but the way that we told her that story was, you know, when when you were conceived, God looked all over the world and said, "What does the world need?" And then He went into your to your birth mom's womb and made it. Like you're you're not a you're not a mistake. You're you're a gift that God gave the world, and um, and that's really significant. So understanding what that gift is supposed to be is is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really big deal, and I think that to your point, going back to the message about how God directs our paths. I think that's just being connected to him, you know, In if it's through quiet time, devotions, you know, in the scripture, just really kind of seeking his will so that he begins to show you, like, what what is the purpose that he has you here for, you know? And and I think to me that's something that I try to get very purposeful with. You know, it's almost like a scope versus kind of just shotgunning yeah. out. But I think, you know, when you're younger, you, ha- you have to – like, you know, at least from my perspective, I try to cultivate a spirit with my kids that are 19 and 16 that um I believe in them and that you kind of need to go out walk out into this world of uncertainty and fog and go find out and test the things, meaning, you know, things that are you know not illegal, but I'm saying you get my point about yeah. like exploring some of the gifts. And when you start to see those gifts arise, you acknowledge those, like, hey, Julia, this is God gave you this heart being really compassionate for special needs children. I just want yeah. you to know that. And I yeah. see that, you know, and, and I think that as adults, you know, to your point, like we get, okay, well, I'm kind of checking boxes. I'm making money or I've got to provide for this or that where, you know, those gifts, that's like that voice that doesn't want to go away. And I think cultivating those and using those for his purpose is, is a lifelong desire that we shall try and achieve. Yeah, personally.
1: Absolutely. And I think, uh, to, to what you were saying, um, to your point the 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 idea of having you know as a parent making sure that when you see something in your kids that you do call it out like yeah. hey i see this in you those are those are defining moments and and i think the bible again and again and again talks about the need for us to be a, a people of blessing that we want to bless other people and the reason is because when we call out those things when we reaffirm the good we create a, a an inspired human to go and explore that more and and the thing is that you don't even have to be right in in yeah. as you're exploring your own growth and your own understanding of your own what you were put on this earth for you don't even have to be right like go and as long as you are trying to do something that honors the lord and and that um, is developing who you are as a human. God will direct you and and lead you and shape you and shift that into the to the position that He wants it to be in. I think the the one mistake that we make is when we try to checkmate in one move on this one. Yeah. You know, we're, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an entrepreneur because that's the lifestyle that I want. Yeah, which is fine if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, if you're training. not an entrepreneur
0: then stay away from it stay trust
1: me. yeah you, the juice is not worth the squeeze <laughs> on that <laughs> i think for for those of us that are more entrepreneurially minded like the reality is you can't it, you can't stay away from it it's not something like well it's a way to make money it, like you can it, it's yeah. and it's a buzzword and it's popular in our culture like start your own business because this is the only way you can be independent whatever that's fine if that's who you're meant to be. If it's not who you're meant to be, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. So start your own business and make your own money. You're going to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. But for those of us that are wired that way, you, you can't help it. Like you have to do it that way. The the You have to fail. You have to have, have the risk. You have to have the growth. You have to have the mountain to climb. You have to have those things. Um, Not everybody's wired that way.
0: No, they're not. And I think one of the biggest things I feel like that gets in the way of most people discovering where their talents really are is fear, mm-hmm. you know, fear of failing, fear of embarrassment. I mean, I think we all reside some different form of fear, but it, it's prevalent and, and and it's really numbing. It's, I, 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 I quit it to like, it just anchors you where you're at, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, okay, well, you know, there's potential of you going here, but you're not going there because of the fear of the many things that we conjure up in our minds on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. And expectations of mom and dad, or, you know, they, they um, well, you need to do this with your life. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess that's what I'm doing with my life now. Sure. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that I think uh, that we wrestle with. One of the things that if, if, if you just want to have a reflection time as you get started down this journey of trying to figure out, you know, kind of what you're made to do, Um, Jesus says in John 15, the whole section, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing, but if you stay, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you bear much fruit. One of the statements that he makes in there is I came that you might have fruit and that which will remain. So one of the questions you can ask is like when you give your energy to something in these various ways in your life, where does your fruit remain? Where is it that it's actually... You're, it's it's fruitful for you to do it. Like there's it's a it makes a difference in the world. Because the thing is, you can you can um, go and say uh, I'm going to start a restaurant or I'm going to write a book or you know whatever you're going to do. Um, you can go and do that, and it might have minimal impact or you can do that and for whatever reason it just seems like man it just took off. Yeah. Um and, and so those are the kind of things that when you when you look at what is it that's making a difference in the world? What is it that people are responding to? When you when I do this, it creates a positive impact on people. Um I enjoy doing it and it creates a positive impact on people. Those are the two kind of questions you want to wrestle with when you're talking about figuring out your own design. I enjoy doing it. What do I enjoy doing? And it makes a positive impact on people.
0: Yeah. And I think kind of carrying that down a little bit further is that, so the moment that you begin to start to sense that, that that's kind of where you have to really dig in. And, you know, if that's just, you know, uh, taking courses or just deepening that sense of knowledge where mm-hmm. you really find, wow, this is like a natural gift. Like I, you know, somebody can swing a baseball or, you know, shoot a basketball a certain way. You're like, wow, that's just a gift um, because we all do possess that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, some, sometimes people don't want to hear this. Not everybody's designed to be the quarterback, and that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, and I think people struggle with that concept. Um, you know, and I, I equate it to ego. I mean, we all, again, we all possess some level of ego. Yeah. Um, and then there's just times where you're not designed to be the quarterback, and that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't be a part of the leadership or lead. I mean, those are two different things. Um, so I just kind of wanted to put that out there, because I think sometimes that, that gets in the way of, of us stumbling and really tapping into where we belong.
1: Absolutely. And, and here's the funny thing, you know, as a kid, when you grow up and you're in the backyard by yourself and you're running the scenario, in your head, <laughs> we're down by four. Yeah, There's three seconds left. We're on the 10 yard line. You're never the center. And you're, that's never you're always no. the quarterback, always right? The quarterback. And it's going to be a quarterback sneak and I'm going to run and I'm going to win the game. Yeah. Um, that's how that's going to go in your head. And and I think we can get into that scenario exactly to your point. We yeah. can get into that scenario of like, well, if I'm not in that position, then I'm not really successful. I'm not really the yeah. man. If you're made to be that man, that's fine. Or woman, that's fine. If you're not even if you get that position you're not fulfilled in it yeah the 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 guys who are on the offensive line they're made to be on the offensive yeah. line and i don't know if you've noticed but if you look at the nfl the guys on the offensive line and the guys that are quarterbacks they're built different yeah you know that's all a that's all a factor but their but their mindset is different their their attitude is different their dna is like in their dna of their personality it's different correct and that's okay what the goal isn't to try to make yourself pigeonhole into what you have as a skewed definition of success. The goal is to understand yourself well enough to step into a position where you can be fulfilled.
0: Yeah, and and be a contributor to. We're all on teams, even if you think you're by yourself. I mean, you're, you you are on some type of a team, and and knowing and knowing the role that you play, so that you're tapping into. I think where things get really special, and people contribute, is when they find that space. They're like this. This is. When I'm doing this, like you said, my contributions to the team is an exponential factor. Mm -hmm. You know, like at the end of the day, I say this all the time. You know, I'll put it in a business context. Businesses exist to solve problems. That's it. That's the only reason any business exists. You have a need. I'm going to try and solve that problem. But I'm just telling you from like leading people and being a part of teams, it's the ones that that shove that ego to the side and know when I should step in when I can't. And what we're talking about is kind of like that identification component to this, mm-hmm. and I just can't stress it enough that you don't know until you start acting upon it, you know. And I don't care if you're 65 listening to this or 16; it, it takes that that leaning in and kind of pushing past fear of like, well, what if I say something they don't like it? They don't like my drawings. They don't like this or that. It's right. like you got to cultivate that. And if you're in a leadership position, you got to pause and start calling on people that you normally like, you normally don't call on. Uh, that's something that I know, um, I've personally seen firsthand where the person that sat in the corner had the best idea, Yeah, you know, Yep. and now two years later, they're in a leadership position because those skill sets were identified, but that person sometimes just needed an at bat. So, you know, so as you're listening to this, if you're in that leadership spot, you know, think about that. Think about who you're surrounding with. How do I, how do I grow those that are around me? and how do i identify just like i talked about like with my daughter i mean i can i can tell you the gifts i see with my son mm-hmm. and i'm so specific and so encouraging about you need to go explore more of that and i think that's you know that's part of this message today
1: and i think one of the things i love about what you're saying is that you're looking at your kids mm-hmm. with a with a specific lens that a lot of parents don't look at their kids with like they, i know there's a lot of parents who would be like well i don't even know i don't know what my kids are made for well, you're not looking yeah, not paying attention. You're or, or uh, a lot of parents are looking at their kids to say, please don't embarrass me. And that's their goal in parenting is that their kids don't embarrass them rather than, um, what are you, what are you doing here on this, on this planet? Like what, not why are you here? Like get out of my face, but why are you here at all? Like what, why do you exist as a human? What did God put in your, in your personhood that needs to be expressed in the world. Yeah. And when we're looking at that, we can call those things out. And like for, for your daughter, Julia, you know, being, uh, having a heart for mainly, mainly handicapped kids, like yeah. absolutely she does. And it may be that, um, she has a heart for like, so she goes and works in a home for high functioning autism. Yeah. Maybe that's it. And but if you put her in an administrative role where she's managing the books, like, well, she's working with, yeah. um, but no, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, so t- to even focus it like, okay, so we have this general big picture, but what does the expression of that look like? Does she have to be somebody that's hands-on with that individual that's actually mentoring and nurturing and all of those kind of things? Like that's important to know yep. in all of those things. And you only learn that through trial and error. Yep. So you have to go in and play those play those games, you know, figure out, take the risk.
0: You do. You do. And I think like all of us, you know, just kind of sticking on the theme of parenthood, just you got to speak life into those specifics and then really encourage that. Mm. And I think that's one of the big roles as parents is like, you know, you might not know exactly what that is, but you definitely get a sense of that. And what your kids need is they need belief. That's the, I mean, they need to know that, hey, my dad believes in me, you know, and, and that, I just, I think that's a muscle that, that pushes somebody forward, um, especially, you know, even at the younger ages, because yeah. they're, ch- they're just trying to figure out their way. Like, who am I? Where is this going? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, where is my spot?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so how do we figure out our human design? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Like yeah. uh, we've talked about the need for it and why it matters and all of those kinds of things. Um, wh- what would, what could it be? How would we figure it out? Well, here's, here's where we begin. What do I enjoy? Yeah, when when I'm what is it that when I'm doing that thing, I lose track of time? OK, but the follow up question to that that's actually equally important is how do people receive benefit from that? And I say that because, like, for example, I can lose track of time playing video games. But nobody's receiving benefit from that, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm checking out. I'm my yeah. brain, whatever. And, that, and you know, video games are evil. But that's probably not going to be a life purpose, yeah. Because uh, people, th- people aren't benefiting from that. Yep. Um, so those are your two questions. Like, what do I enjoy? Where is it that I lose track of time when I'm doing this? For some people, you know, they're like, when I run, it, I just. I feel God's pleasure, you know, like I experience God's goodness in my in mm. my soul when I'm running. I don't feel that way when yeah. I run. I feel like, gosh, this is torture. Yeah. Um, but those are, you know, th- maybe that's it. Maybe it's gardening, maybe, you know, playing in the dirt and create. Maybe it's building in a in a wood shop or something like that. Uh, maybe it's like uh, I work in a in a m- mechanic and I just love fixing machines. Damn. I love that. Well. There's a lot of ways to find a really very fulfilling career doing that. Or um, I love solving technical problems. Okay, yeah. so I'll be an IT person. Like how, what I love, what I what I want to spend energy on shapes what my vocation is, and that that allows me to have a vocation that's actually meaningful
0: to me. I think the other uh, tool that people can do is Strengthfinders. That's you know by the Gallup organization. It's mm-hmm. been around. I forget how long. And that's another great way for people to quickly. Um, see um, you know wow these are just natural strengths that I possess and they're pretty good at you know identifying those and, and what what waterfalls off of that you know what how, how can I then apply you know whatever strengths that come um, to the top so that's mm-hmm. another tool for me. yeah
1: absolutely um, my friend John Samuel wrote a book uh, called living in your zone and his for him he's rooted in Romans chapter 12 um, and uh, Romans chapter 12 has this list of uh, grace gifts, charismata is the Greek word. Um, he he builds a really solid biblical case that I actually agree with that these aren't spiritual gifts. Like there's a difference between spiritual gifts and and grace gifts. The spiritual gifts is the Greek word pneumaticoi. What that means is the Holy Spirit uh, from God empowers me to do. Certain things in certain scenarios, God gifts me to be whatever I need to be in a certain situation. The the grace gifts are creation gifts; these are things that are true of me, whether I walk close to Jesus or not. Um, and and that so there there is a spiritual gift of leadership, and then there's a grace gift. There's a creation gift of leadership. There's people that are just leaders, like yeah. they just are. Um, and so uh, for him, he roots it in this. Like here's your the reality, the created reality of you. This book is called living in your zone and you can find it online. Uh, I will, I'll link it in the show notes. Cool. But, uh, but that's something that, um, is a helpful tool as well to help wrestle with like, who am I and and what does that mean in the world? Um, but the biggest way to figure it out is just go do stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other thing I was going to say is also those that are close to you can provide that kind of feedback.
1: And and they will do it better than you can see yourself.
0: Yeah, and so I know that I've done that and continue to do that um, with those, you know, that trusted opinion. Like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? Your reaction to that? So that's another great tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when trying to get uh, identification of where you should be.
1: Yeah, and and to to have even just to ask the simple question, which is pretty, is pretty vulnerable. Like, hey, what do you? What do you think I offer the world? <laughs> yeah, and then and then listen to them. What do they say? And yeah. and you, I mean, you don't want to ask that to just anybody. but no. to people that you can trust, like that are in your inner yeah. circle. Um, yeah, like and,
0: and they've seen you in different environments, right? I mean, and that's part of the the key to really have an insight to that. Mm-hmm. You know, good times, bad times. How does somebody handle this? And how do they see talents? You know, you know, uniquely kind of. You know, displaying. Yeah,
1: so. and and even uh, you know, depending on what kind of relationship you have with your parents, ask your parents. Like, hey, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, what did I spend all my time doing? Yeah, what what was it that I was doing, um, and and what did it what did it seem like I loved about that? Like, wow, well, you played you played with your Legos for hours. Really, what? Why you just said you loved building things all the time? <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Yeah, because I kind of as I think about that, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like I kind of like taking chaos and bringing order to it. I love doing that. You know, yeah. um, what is it about that? I had a, uh, my friend, John tells a story about a, a guy who worked on an assembly line and um, he, he was just bored, like doing this, the repetition of the assembly line over yeah. and over and over just, was eating him alive. Well, one day the, the assembly line broke and it shut down and this guy sprung into action and he was able to diagnose and solve the problem. And he went home and he was like, that was the greatest day ever. So then what happened was the manager at this assembly line factory um, started to realize that about every 30 days, the assembly line would break down. What he figured out was that this guy was actually sabotaging the assembly (laughs) line so that he could spring into action and solve it. Uh. Because uh, it gave him life to sure. be able to get in and tinker and do all that stuff. So here's what he did. Manager's brilliant. Rather than firing him, which is what a lot of guys would do, he moved him to uh, facilities so that he could go in and work on all the broken things. And- yeah. Yeah. And fix them, and and the guy loved his job.
0: All of that's a sudden, so cool. he's
1: like doing the repetition of the assembly line over and over and over again. Was for some people that totally works, but for yeah. him it was just a life sucker. But then to be able to step in and fix the broken things just totally so helped cool. him come alive. I love it. And and same guy, you could make the mistake of going, well, if he doesn't work here, then he's not productive. But it's that's just not true. It's not about well, if you don't work here, you're not productive anywhere. It's about figuring out, and this is leadership, like high-level leadership 101 is figuring out where the people that you're leading can best succeed and Correct. moving them there. Correct. Uh, and so having some kind of a metric for <coughs> understanding how people are wired is actually really, really significant. Yeah, I agree. So I think for for those of you that are listening, if you could maybe... Uh, th- sit down and just reflect on that. Like where, where is it that when I do, I enjoy doing this and, and people receive benefit. And then maybe even a step beyond that would be, how am I benefiting people when I'm doing this? So what am I doing that I enjoy that, and people are receiving benefit and how are they receiving benefit to spend some time reflecting on that. And even to give yourself a framework where you go, okay, from the age of twelve until today, however old I am, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my I'm gonna break my life into twelve equal chunks, and I'm gonna uh, in each one of those chunks of my life, I'm gonna try to find write a paragraph about something that I did that I enjoyed and somebody else received benefit, and here's how they received benefit to actually do that will help you to be able to unravel. And and what happens is this happens every time. I take people through this process periodically and what what, what happens is they're like, I don't see any trends at all. And we I start reading it and we get through the first two things. I'm like, you don't See that these are identical, like and then the yeah. third one and the fourth one and the fifth one, you're like, you don't cool. see that these are identical. Okay, I guess when you put it like that. <laughs> but to have somebody else look at it and go, Oh my sure. gosh, these are saying the same thing over and over and over again. It's just really, really interesting how you can think in your mind that it's something that they're all disconnected. But when you yeah. give it to somebody with fresh eyes, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is this is what you're doing over and over and over again. Um, and so it's really, really helpful for people to do that. But you don't have to have my metric, but you need to have a metric that actually works for you to help you unravel who who you are and how you're supposed to function in the world. Correct. Because I think um, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have that to its fullest. You will never have your fullest life possible when you're living in someone else's design. You got to figure out how you were it's made true. to function in this world. It's so true. And live into the fullest experience of that. 100%.
0: Kind of said it better.
1: So I think uh, we'll tie the show down. And, yeah. And uh, that I, if that's helpful, like it, share it, um, follow us on um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but rate, review, do all that stuff. We'd appreciate it. That helps us yeah. out. Um, but um, if you have any... Thoughts about how you can figure out, how what have you done to figure out what you were made to do? And um, we'd love to hear about that. You can email us, uh, Aaron at Ariel-Tribe.com or Jason at Ariel-Tribe.com. Uh, or if you have any show ideas, please feel free to uh, email us those as well. And we'd love to try to tackle some of those topics. But uh, we will do our best here in the next few weeks. A little crazy, but... It it is. We'll do our best to create as much content as we can. But uh, until uh, the next time, we will be
0: back soon.